It's the halfway point through the fifth month of 2021. The fractions don't quite work out, but the year is now 11 24ths of the way through. What does it all mean? Well, combating existential dread is not the point of this edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement, a program that just seeks to catch you up on a little bit of what's happened in the area in and around the zip code 22903. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. In this edition of the show, Charlottesville may try out open carry containers in public spaces to boost economic recovery. Albemarle's Places 29 North Group talks traffic, apartments, and congestion. Perone Robotics continues to move its autonomous vehicles forward. And there's a new rector coming at the University of Virginia. Today's Patreon-fueled shout-out is for the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Campaign, an initiative that wants you to grow native plants in yards, farms, public spaces, and gardens in the Northern Piedmont. Native plants provide habitat, food sources for wildlife, ecosystem resiliency in the face of climate change, and clean water. Start at the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Facebook page and tell them that Lonnie Murray sent you. A former member of the House of Delegates and a former Secretary of Transportation has been named as the Rector of the University of Virginia's Board of Visitors. Whittington Clement from Southside, Virginia, will take over the position on July 1st, succeeding James Murray of Albemarle County. Robert Hardy will become the Vice Rector. You can read more on that story on UVA Today. Perone Robotics of Crozet has recently demonstrated the use of its autonomous vehicles in the city of Westminster, Maryland, according to a press release distributed by the company. Perone participated in the Mid-Atlantic Gigabit Innovation Collaboratory Autonomous Corridor Project by using its AV Star, which purports to be the world's first and only autonomous vehicle that uses the company's Tony software. TONY stands for To Navigate You, and its use was pioneered in Albemarle, with a three-month trial in Crozet in 2019 when a six-seat shuttle reached something called Level 5 Autonomy. In Westminster, the AV Star operated on a complex operational design domain route that required it to make left and right turns, a four-way stop, and to drive through a historic city neighborhood. According to the release, Perone now has installed the autonomous software on over 30 different kinds of vehicles. The Virginia Department of Rail and Public Transportation is seeking comments on a proposal from the Commonwealth Transportation Board to implement something called the Transit Ridership Incentive Program, or TRIP. Legislation passed the General Assembly in 2020 that seeks to improve transit service in urban areas of the Commonwealth with over 100,000 people. When TRIP goes live, transit agencies and localities will be able to apply for funding for regional projects. Like the SmartScale program, candidate projects would be scored on how well they mitigate congestion and how they can provide connectivity to job centers. You can review the resolution if you're interested and send in a comment. The Charlottesville Economic Development Office has been working on a recovery plan for the city, and the Charlottesville Economic Development Authority got a look at their meeting on June 8th. Director Chris Engel said his department will seek American Rescue Plan funding from city council to pay for projects within the initiative. 
essentially we we met um, we did a series of outreach efforts including a um, uh, a series of phone calls that was led by Jason Ness on our team uh, with previous recipients of our grants from last year to find out how they're doing, see what their needs were. We found four basic buckets in which there was desire for additional assistance. Items in the roadmap include direct financial assistance through continued grant programs and additional training programs, including a specific hospitality-focused training program. Other ideas include updating maps for business corridors and creating a marketing leverage program. There are also ideas to create new infrastructure. One of them is a unique opportunity that is now available to municipalities to seek out what are called designated outdoor refreshment areas. And um, these are areas in which uh, alcoholic beverages can be served uh, in an outdoor environment uh, without putting up essentially uh, the traditional kind of hard barriers that people might be accustomed to for these type of things. That would allow people to walk on parts of the downtown mall while carrying their drinks with them. Some details to be worked out with that. Uh, there's a, a particular type of cup that would have to be used and some things like that, but uh, not quite Bourbon Street, but, but a more toned down version. City Council will be presented with the plan on June 21st. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement. Time now for another subscriber-supported public service announcement. This June, the Jefferson Madison Regional Library is hosting two virtual programs to commemorate Juneteenth. On June 17th, Thursday night, JMRL is hosting a panel discussion on the lives of the enslaved populations on the Monticello, Montpelier, and Highland plantations. On June 22nd, they'll hold a program about the recently discovered unmarked graves outside the enclosures of the cemetery at Penn Park. Details on guests and how to attend these free events are listed in the newsletter. Finally today, tonight, the Albemarle Planning Commission will once again consider a rezoning for about 19 acres near the Forest Lakes neighborhood for a multifamily complex. RST development last went before the Planning Commission in March, and their proposal for 370 units was vehemently opposed in a coordinated effort from the Forest Lakes Community Association. Members of the Places 29 North Community Advisory Committee were presented with a revised plan on June 10th. But they also heard two other items, and a common thread throughout all of them was the impact that new uses and developments have had and will have on existing roads. The first item was a community meeting for an application for the Monticello United Soccer Club, or MONU, to expand the number of fields from four to seven, at their location on Polo Grounds Road, as well as the hours. The site is on the banks of the South Fork of the Rivanna River and is directly south of the Brookhill community that's currently under construction. Planner Scott Clark said that section of Polo Grounds Road has received capacity upgrades to handle the additional traffic for the Brookhill development. We've got signalization, turn lanes, in both directions, uh, the westbound straight lane, straight lane across to Rio Mills was closed, and also Rio Mills itself can no longer send traffic directly across to Polo Grounds. Some residents to the east, however, 
are concerned that any increased use will bring new vehicles. Polo Grounds Road eventually gets to Profit Road, but there's a one-lane railroad underpass that prevents high levels of traffic. The amendment to the existing special use permit has already been to the Planning Commission, but Clark wanted to bring it back to the CAC. Fred Gerke, a member of the Profit Community Association, offered some perspective on how the community has changed over time. You know, I've lived out here for 35 years, you know, and I've watched Profit Road turn from a dirt track. Polo Grounds, when I moved out here, was a dirt road. I watched it paved, and VDOT said it couldn't get paved, it got paved. Um, our concerns are just with traffic. Manu is a good organization, does good things. There's nothing, no complaints about that. The objections with the original permit, which we commented on all those years ago, that's why those limits were in there, were about traffic concerns. Gerke said the county's plans have not kept up with increases in population and use in the area. Brook Hill is great, but what are you going to do? I mean, you know, we put in these um, sidewalks and bike lanes and paths that go nowhere. I mean, you know, I mean, you had no choice. You live in Brook Hill, you're going to have to get in your car to go anywhere. And the same with Monu. The Albemarle Board of Supervisors will hold their public hearing on Monu on August 4th. Next, the Places 29 North CAC held the community meeting for a rezoning for the proposed Maplewood community that would be built on a vacant parcel of land at the intersection of Profit Road and Worth Crossing. The 3.41 acres of land are currently zoned commercial, but the application is for planned residential development to build a maximum of 102 units. Ashley Davies is with Riverbend Development. We've got some layouts now. It's probably going to land somewhere closer to about 74 units total. We think it's a nice complementary use to the other commercial uses in the area. And um, we imagine sometime in the future, the rest of this area will probably see some redevelopment. The layout shown to the CAC features housing units called a two over two. There are a new unit type that is basically townhouse units, but they have two units per townhouse. So it's a four-story unit. You've got parking on the bottom, and then one of the levels is one unit, and then you have a two-level unit. One CAC member noted that there have been several applications in this area that are approaching the upper limits of allowed residential densities. County planner Mariah Gleason had some explanation. In terms of Proposals coming in at higher level densities, yes, we have had um, several lately come in um, that are in this area. Um, I think it's a combination of where is the availability and the desire to build from, develop, from the development community. The applicant requested an indefinite deferral yesterday to respond to comments from staff. One issue in the letter is that staff interpreted the application as requesting five-story buildings, which are not allowed under zoning at that location or in the comprehensive plan designation for that location. Davies, however, said that was not the case. The buildings proposed are four stories, so there's no height issue. The last item on the agenda was a discussion about the RST project. The applicant was not on the call, but members of the CAC talked about their official list of concerns for the revised project. 
Most are driven by concern for the very high density of units on this small parcel of land. We feel the sheer number of units proposed will not sustain even a relatively high quality of life for either current residents or the people who will move into this development. The one-and-a-half-page list of comments points out three good things about the new proposal. They are the slightly reduced size from 370 to 332, the provision of below-market units, 75%, and the ethnic diversity the project would bring. But the rest of the comments were in opposition. Citing one of them, CAC member Steve Cameron said he was against a special exception request for a fifth story in the main apartment building. I don't understand the reason for the five-story waiver or the necessity for that. Uh, This particular, looking at the topography, this is a higher portion of ground. It's going to be higher, four stories. The density is still the same. Um, And then when we look around, um, Brook Hill certainly would have wanted to go to five stories if they could. CAC member Tony Pagnuccio went next. I have three concerns about this development. First of all, the traffic. Second of all, uh, a transportation site so that if there's ever public transportation, you know, that there would be some place where people could get on and off of public transportation. And then lastly, the schools. However, Pagnuccio said he was not sure the CAC should send out the document, and he did not support doing so. He did suggest that high-density multifamily units could be built in the county's rural areas. We're really, the only people that would care about that are few and far between. Back in March, there was concern that there were no transit provisions provided in the new development. Supervisor B. Lepisto-Kirtley said the new proposal does include considerations for future bus routes. The RST, there are three projected transit stops for the RST development, one on 29, one on um, uh, Ashwood, and one inside the actual development. The Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission will soon begin a public comment period for a proposal to expand transit in Albemarle. Charlottesville Area Transit is conducting a similar study in that area. The CAC did not take a vote to officially endorse the comments. Planning Commissioner Corey Claiborne thanked the group for their discussion. Thank you guys for that conversation. It was very helpful to be able to listen to those concerns and document. What's going to happen tonight? I'll have that information in an upcoming edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. I really do hope that you enjoyed listening to this program and learned something. Uh, Really do uh, hope that I can continue doing this well into the future. Uh, If you do support this program, the number one thing you can do, of course, is to send it on to somebody else so that I can continue to grow the audience. I love it when new subscribers uh, sign on. I also love when people are able to open up their wallets and uh, pay uh, through a Substack subscription, which is matched by the company Ting, or to subscribe through the Patreon account. The Patreon account is where you can uh, help support the general research I do into all of these issues. Those are ways that I'm going to be able to continue to do this into the future. 
This is episode 204, I believe. And uh, I'm really hoping I can make it to 408 and uh, not by skipping it. Uh, I know there's one podcast that uh, that that actually skipped like 1500 episodes, actually 2500 episodes ahead just to be funny. I'm not going to be funny. I'm not a very funny person. I'm very serious. Anyway, thanks for listening and we'll be back tomorrow. Stay safe. <laughs>